I'm not Christopher Walken, but if I was, I would immediately download the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. These two guys are funny. I mean, wowsy wow, wow, funny. So please, subscribe to this podcast, or I'll stab you in the face with my butane-powered soldering iron. I mean it. Episode 33 of Two Sorry Excuses. Thanks for downloading. If you're keeping score at home, I'm Sanders. He's Liv. I'm Liv, yes. Well, you want to say, I'm, uh, I'm Sanders. And, and I'm still Liv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're absolutely giddy tonight. Big show tonight, Liver. Big shoe. A, very, a really, really big shoe. We got a special, special guest waiting in the wings. A very special guest. I felt when you told me we were going to get this guy on, I, I felt like we were getting the Beatles back together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then, then I thought, well, well, first of all, there's four Beatles, and there's only three yep. of us, and we were never really the Beatles to begin with because we're we're kind of from different generations. We we overlapped at Syracuse, but you guys are yeah. younger. So then I was like, you know what? We're cream. We're, we're yeah. almost like a super group. But then I was like, um. I'm Eric Clapton, and he's Jack Bruce, and then you're Ginger Baker. But then I was like, no, you know what? Liv's going to get pissed because he's going to be like, I'm not Ginger Baker. You're Ginger Baker, Sanders. Um, I'm Eric Clapton, and he's he's Bruce. And I was like, uh, I don't want to get into that. So then I was like, you know, we're really like Super Tramp. It's like getting Super Tramp yeah, back together. I love Super Tramp. But then I couldn't remember who's in Super Tramp, so I didn't think it that was any happen. good. So then I thought it was like getting Guy, Ben, and BP back together. Yeah. I think that was more that was more well, along the lines. But Well, which one of us is going to get all pissed off at... Which one of us is going to play the Ben role and get all pissed off at the drunken guy who has taken the joke a little bit too far? Well, well, that is going to be you. Well, BP is going to be BP. Well, so then I'm I- going to be the one that's not going to be able to take the joke that's just a little bit... <laughs> Across the line, you know? Well, then that's the problem, because then yeah. BP is BP, and then you and I have to be somebody else, which BP isn't fair. BP Ben Cook. Well, I was thinking BP can be Klaus. Uh, okay. You can be Ben, and I can be Guy. Why does anybody have to be Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say hello to our special guest, Brian Charles Peters. BP, welcome to Hello. Two Sorry Excuses. Welcome Thanks. to Two Sorry Excuses, Brian Peters. Thank you so much for having me. For those who at home, Brian Peters and I lived together for about five and a half years of our life. Now, uh, explain what you're doing these days, BP. Well, right now I'm watching the Patriots get killed <laughs> by the Washington Redskins in preseason football. Uh, how's your pretzels? Oh, they're proofing, uh, baby. Oh, they are Brian getting doesn't huge. know this. We, um... We have a policy against mentioning the Washington franchise's uh, mascot on oh, uh, yes, two sorry yes. excuses. You know what? I should have known that. the Washington NFL franchise, as far as we're concerned. Yeah. I should have. <laughs> you know, I'll watch my language, too, for the, yeah, for the rest of the show. 
we we try to appeal to all demographics. You Give know, Sanders less to edit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking Remember, of this, is all going live right now. People are listening <laughs> to us all over the world right now. Streaming on TwoSorryExcuses dot com. <laughs> no, just kidding, VP. We haven't figured out how to do that. We can barely get this out recorded. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do it live. But uh, speaking and Sanders of Sanders, is feeling particularly depressed. Sometimes the recording doesn't get out for like four uh, or five days. Yeah, this might be a while because I'm really fucking depressed today. But uh, we can cover that later. Um, but speaking right. of giving me less to edit, BP. Is single hand- well, I don't want to say single-handedly responsible because then you're going to get all pissed, Liv, because you did most of the work. But BP got us in touch with Adam, Adam oh, yeah. Kohler, to record our introduction, our intro, and our outro, which makes getting up the episode literally like one-tenth the time that it usually takes. Nice. Yep. Yep, he did send me his phone number when I asked him what Adam's phone number was. <laughs> See? See, VP, I told you. He'd be all pissed. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's it, guy. I'm done. <laughs> I heard that piece. It's really nice. You yeah. did a real good job with, with you guys. Doesn't really the, right up your alley, I think, for this show. Doesn't, doesn't the intro have a little bit of like uh, run like an antelope kind of deal to it? Well, I might have to listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't kill you to download the show every once in a while, buddy. A couple of dimes <laughs> Adam's way. <laughs> he was really offended by that idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam wants to get paid. Fuck like, Adam. He doesn't deserve 20 cents of my hard-earned money. <laughs> well, listen, Two Sorry Excuses Army. Head over to twosorryexcuses.bandcamp.com and download the intro. Uh, I think it's up there for 99 cents. All the proceeds are going to go back to Adam. And so far, you cheap bastards haven't downloaded a single copy. So help the brother out and get this done, will you? Yeah. I mean, Adam's out there with a cardboard sign hanging out on the side of the road, you know? We'll score your podcast for food. (laughs) 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 Poor Adam. Um, But, you know... Adam yeah. claimed he was going to send us a bunch of different other stuff, and he never did, so fuck him. <laughs> Adam's, like, really busy, and he was kind of pissed that, like, you, Liv, were, like, kind of putting the pressure on him to get the get the music done that fast. And, like, you kept, like, hey, are you done with it? Are you done with it? And he's, like, you know, he works uh, six days a week. and Dude, every time I jobs talk, I was, like, I was, like, I don't want to be a dick, you know? But Yeah, you were a dick. <laughs> oh, this is great because you know what? I never get the upper hand on Liv. He constantly is berating me, stands over me. I know. Well, we we took a long time. I told him I know he doesn't have a bunch of time, but he sounded like he was going to enjoy dicking around on his guitar force. Well, he did an awesome job. I think those are. He did. I thought solid. it was great. I thought it was great. You know. And we tried to pay him for it, just that our listeners don't want to pay him. Yeah, so our listeners suck. Eventually he'll get paid, maybe. You know, eventually. Yeah. We're working on it. No, he's not pissed. He was just... He was just telling me how he was, like, really busy and, like, you guys wanted it right away and he was kind of... I know in Adam, he was probably saying it more like he felt guilty that he couldn't get it out quick enough. Right, probably. (laughs) 
Because Adam's <laughs> like, you know, he's very Midwestern. He's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, he would never say, oh, fuck those guys. He would feel guilty because he's got too much shit going on to get it out right away. True. Adam is the salt of the earth. Well, there you go. There you have it. Yeah. Um, um, hey, so in addition to just um, wanting to have BP on, it's a big, it's a big uh, occasion. This past weekend was the 16th annual Holly Hog. You got it. 16 Hogs. How'd it go, man? It was great, Sanders. Uh, and, and first of all, you didn't want me to come on. I I actually begged to come on to the <laughs> show. I, I listened to a few here and there, and then I heard Fat Pat on one night, and, and I got kind of jealous and pissed. So that very night I asked Sanders, I mean, uh, I asked Liv, how do I get on? And he was like, well, yeah, all right, next Thursday. And... <laughs> I was like, uh, that's too soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too we bumped soon. you up past Floyd, yeah. uh, Matt Coquette, uh, Joe Romano. You know, you got bumped past all those guys right, in the right. packing order. And, you know? and I, and I, I was takes like, a yeah. lot to get, past, get bumped it, past Matt Coquette. <laughs> I was like, it's too soon. I, I think it would be better if we wait till after the Hollyhog. And then I think you guys called me a diva or something. Like, I... <laughs> So I was like, right, I'm a diva now. I want to like pick and choose when I want to be on the show. (laughs) You begged to to be on, and we're like, all right, we'll do it. You're like, no, that's too soon. Right. (laughs) Uh, I am. You're right. I'm a diva. So no, I'm glad I waited because I wanted to sort of promote uh, and tell you guys, uh, fellow hoggers. About the 16th annual Holly Hog, and it was uh, it was awesome. Now, Liv and I, uh, Liv and I missed the last couple. Was there anything special for the 15th Hog? Because 15th is a pretty pretty significant anniversary. Yeah, well, you know what we did to step it up a little bit in uh, on year 15 was we stepped up the merchandise a little bit. So instead of getting like a golf shirt or uh, or a koozie or something, you got to almost like a jacket like a, a sweatshirt whoa yeah it's really nice in fact scott Pentney saw mine uh this year and remarked on it it really looked good and uh, we wear it a lot it's a really nice item so that's kind of how thought, we did it and i thought uh, y'all were gonna cast a cast a mold of uh dan creedon's uh hair and then cast that in bronze and hand that out to everybody <laughs> That's the twentieth live. Thank you. Yeah, that big swooping frigging goose haircut of his. Well, for the two sorry <laughs> to, to the two sorry excuses faithful that don't know what the Holly Hog is, head to two sorry excuses.com and read the article uh King of the Swingers. While you're there, click on the Amazon banner and buy something from Amazon so we can get a couple bucks out of the deal. But even if you don't, read about BP's uh, charitable... It didn't always start as a charitable golf tournament. It was just a bunch of knuckleheads playing golf. That's correct. Yeah, there was 12 of us, I believe, in the first ever uh, Holly Hog. And um, it was just kind of a get-together and a guy's, not, you know, hey, guys, weekend, let's go golfing and... 
Uh, we did it one year at Holly Ridge in the Sandwich, where we all grew up, and a little par three course. Um, the following year, we did it again, and it grew a little bit. And then year by year, it kept growing and growing. So we decided to, uh, you know, we matured a little bit and get our act together. And hey, let's start raising money. We might as well do something good for the community. So we started the uh, what started as the Hollyhog Invitational Golf Tournament turned into the Hollyhog Charitable Foundation, which is a recognized 501c3 corporation in the state and uh, we do three major events and that's our biggest one and you guys have both been to a few of them at least and hopefully we'll see you in the next couple so the original 12 hoggers are bp creedon scribner rj ob billy eccleston marilyn <laughs> who am i missing who am i missing Fleet. You know, I couldn't even I couldn't Fleet. Even name the originals. Fleet but. Cheats. <laughs> Cosgrove, was he one of the originals? I don't think so. No. What about Zanelli or Tedeschi? Any of those guys? No, definitely not originals, no. Damn. Was Dan Creedon an original? Yeah, Dan Creedon <laughs> was original and some of the Bugbees that like the ah. Bugbees were like strong in the beginning and then like faded out and for a, for like several years, and we just saw one this year, so that was good to see uh, John Bugby the Elder. I always forget about the Bugbees. Come back. Yes, the Bugbees. But it's been, I mean, it's 16 years. It's been a, a very uh, eclectic group of people and, uh, you know, different families and friends and crowds and everything else coming in and out. And it gets bigger and bigger. Can you talk a little bit about the Great Schism of 2010, was it? <laughs> <laughs> what when Sanders gets pissed at Liv? <laughs> no, no, no. 2010 was the last hog I was at, right? Liv? No, 2011 was the one we were at. But I think it was the year before when the when the competing parties started. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. listen, what we what we do want to talk about is, and I don't know how, and this is Dan Creedon again, a bruiser we like to call him. <laughs> Bruiser, like, he just makes stuff up a lot. And one year he made up, like, this whole scenario where Sanders gets pissed at Liv and Liv gets pissed at Sanders. And, it happens like, every year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like this thing that, like, Dan Creedon, who doesn't even really know you guys, he might have met you. Doesn't even you know? say anything to us generally. Right. <laughs> Doesn't even acknowledge our existence as one there. <laughs> exactly. He had, like no clue, and then like he sits there with his twenty-seven children, run all over the place. <laughs> right. He's got like twenty-seven kids running around, and like late night, he's he's there and he's shit faced, and like he shouldn't even like. My dad has to drive him home, and this is like a full-grown dude. And he's like, Sanders gets pissed every year. Sanders gets pissed at Liv. Liv gets pissed at Sanders. <laughs> last uh, last time I was at the Hog, I was uh, I came up with. We've talked about this before on on this podcast. It's one of Liv's favorite stories, um, and oh, the pictures are adorned all over the website. But I came up with my father in law, uh, Vito Palumbo. Oh, yeah. Vito's a legend in the hog. Vito Palumbo II uh, and my brother Josh. It was just the three of us, right? I, I believe yes. it was Yes. That, that time it was just the three of us. So we came up. 
Uh, both my brother and, and Vito were golfers. They had a blast. They had a great time. Um, and as par for the course, I had a couple too many vodka grapefruits as the as the, the golf the rounds of golf went on. And then back at the Peter's house, I had a couple more. And I was standing over by the bar pouring myself a drink. And Dan Creedon comes over, and um, you know he just kind of eyeballs me up and down. And he does the Sanders says to live, live says to Sanders. It happens every year. Gig. And he he looks at my arm, and on my arm, I have a, a tattoo, a puzzle piece tattoo, and in it is my wedding date, or it's the month of my wedding and half of the day of my wedding, and Ange has the other half with the day and the year. So you put them together, and it's our wedding date, but it's a blue puzzle piece that most people mistake for an autism awareness uh, badge. Yep. So when people ask me what the tattoo is, their their response is always, oh, okay, well, I thought it was because you supported autism. And I always thought that was kind of weird that I would get a tattoo to support autism, but maybe I have an autistic kid and or whatever. And you're like, no, fuck autism. I don't support that shit. <laughs> And why should you support autism? We should fight against it. <laughs> if anything, I'm all for autism. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm standing at the I'm standing at the bar and I'm making myself a drink. And Dan comes over and goes, "Hey, what's the uh, what's a tattoo?" And I'd never given this answer before, but I had just enough drinks in me to respond with autism. <laughs> And he says, "Right on. Uh, do one of, does one of your kids have autism?" And I was like, "No, no, we don't have any kids." And he's like, "Wow, that's really that's that's a commitment. Thanks a lot, because uh, one of my kids is autistic." <laughs> and I'll, I've never felt smaller. I was like, "Oh my god!" At that point, I got sober. You know, like when you're in a situation that calls for you to f- pull your faculties together. Whether you get pulled over or you're in a fight or, you know, something that you're like, okay, I need to sober up quick. I got sober really fast and had a half an hour discussion with him on the subject of autism. I know nothing about autism. And I came home and I couldn't tell anybody. I felt like an absolute asshole. But I came home and Andrew's like, how was the... How is the hollyhog? And I was like, we can never go back again. <laughs> yeah. You can never tell Dan Creedon it's not for autism. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So now I got to get it covered over and then yeah. I'll be able to come back to a hog. Oh, great. Because you, you got sober, obviously that was very early in the day of that hog. Because <laughs> I don't remember. You were as far from sober as East was from West uh, come nine o'clock at the hog that night. Yeah. <laughs> so. So much for me, like sending this um, podcast to the the board, the Hollyhog board. Well, I don't know if you really want to send this to the board anyway, considering the things we'll talk about. Well, I was gonna like see how it went, and, yeah. but I guess not now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know the Hollyhog. <clears throat> as you're well aware of the Hollyhog board, um, it it uh, it runs very. Um, it parallels the SEC, the Sandwich Email Club, which is like the chattiest uh, quilting, gossiping quilting bee in, in Massachusetts. 
<laughs> it was. It's enough. So, so if it goes to the board, all that shit's getting out, and you're going to look like the biggest asshole in the world. Right. And Dan Creedon's going to start filing legal action against you, Sanders. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Why? It's not. Uh, it's not BP's burden to bear. I'm the idiot. Yeah, that's why he's going to come after you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know we have some drama this year, and I know maybe this is a little early to, to get into it, but we are already almost a half hour into this episode. But uh, rumor had it, the new thing now is going to be Floyd gets in it with Kazi. Kazi gets mad at Floyd. It happens every year. The police get involved. So uh, tell us about the about the fireworks this year, BB. Okay. <laughs> this is this is all I know. Floyd and Cos Brian Cosgrove decided. Well, to you get- you just got. Hold on, one. Make sure your volume's up. I'm sorry, it just went low there for a second. Can you hear me now? I hear I hear you better now. Yeah, you're okay. good for me. You, right. did, you did get low, but um, okay. you're better now. So I was doing my thing. It was at the end of the golf. Um, you know, it's a shotgun start, 8 a.m., so we all get kind of done at the same time. and um, Everyone's back in the clubhouse enjoying themselves, having a beer and I was setting up for the uh, the raffle part of the, the show, and Floyd comes in all disheveled, and apparently Floyd and Brian Cosgrove, a longtime hogger, sandwich native, decided to go t- uh, down the street a little bit to get cigarettes. <laughs> and on their way back or on their way there, I don't know what happened, but um, Cosy hydroplaned in his car and... Uh, hit another vehicle, uh, had an older lady in it, and she wasn't hurt, thank God, a little banged up, I guess, but, um, you know, messed up her tire enough where she wasn't able to drive, so the police were called, and the police showed up, and right away, talking to Kazi and um, and Floyd, like, oh, what's up, what are you guys doing? They say that they're, they've been at the... Uh, <laughs> The Hollyhog Invitational all day, which is great for legal reasons. <laughs> awesome advertisement there. Yep, and Beautiful. I'd love to talk to you about that uh, on the side, Sanders, please. <laughs> and Liv. Uh, so, you know, they, uh, I guess maybe they found some, you know, weed, maybe, I don't know. But they definitely put Kazi through the old um, DUI test and... Um, they took them away and they told Floyd. Can we mention the ages of these people too? Just for the audience, just so they know what we're oh. dealing with here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Uh, 38 years old. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. Both children were 38 years old. Um, <clears throat> one of them was taken away in the cruiser, and the other one, Floyd, who we all know, um, a Syracuse guy, uh, was told to walk back. To the to the clubhouse. So I don't know how far it was, but he walked back to the clubhouse. And when I saw him, it was, you know, he was a little depressed, a little, a little down. That'll take your buzz off. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he should have been. He should have been happy, man. He wasn't the one being carted off to jail. <laughs> was it raining? Was it bad weather? It it was pouring rain. Yeah, it was like we locked out Sanders. Uh, the most of the golf got done. Like I said, it's a shotgun, so everyone starts at the same time. And like the very like last two holes, basically, it it was dumping rain. Like it was sprinkling a few other times before that, but towards the very end of the golf, it started dumping. So when they were out in the road, it was like heavy rain. So the the whole story as far as him hydroplaning into the lady, uh, you know, I guess it's believable. Um, thank God everyone is okay and yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, that was the drama. And then, like, Floyd, <laughs> he ended up coming over to my my parents' house later that night. As he, you know, we have the after party there. But it was way later than he usually does. And... Um, his his wife, you know, graciously drove him over, and he seemed just a lot more quiet and subdued than usual. I think he was a little shaken up by the whole thing. Well, yeah, not was he catching? He was he catching a lot of business from the other hoggers. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, tons of business. Because not only did he get <laughs> in an accident, that that would be enough to kind of put a damper on my parade. Yeah. But your driver gets pulled off to the pokey. Right. Yep, and we know one thing that Sanders didn't like about this, being that he's a supporter of police brutality, was that they just <laughs> let Floyd off. It was not even like a rap of the a rap of the uh, nightstick against his knuckles or anything. <laughs> they just let him go like that. <laughs> and well, then fuck with him a little bit. No, no, Liv, you this is a case where police brutality is not necessary. <laughs> well, no. It, it, the reason they let Floyd just go is because he's black, and there's no there's no black people in Sandwich, so they decided to just let him go because they so they, they overcompensate. Wanna, yeah, they didn't want to deal with any like repercussions, you know, like yeah. racial repercussions or anything. So they just they let Floyd go, and they and they uh, arrested the drunk Irishman Cos Cosgrove. <laughs> 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 was uh was Dan Cosgrove summoned to the scene? As Dan a, Cosgrove as attorney in uh attorney in waiting. Creedon? I'm yeah, sorry, Creedon. Dan Creedon. No, but he was there and uh you know Brian's older brother was there and um his uh his friends Matt Coughlin and his Commonwealth um what do you call it a common law marriage? Yeah. RJ. Yeah. yeah, common law marriage uh, husband or wife whatever you want to call it. RJ was they were all very concerned mm -hmm. at, at my house. It's kind of a lot husband, Whitey Bulger. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, he ended up getting released that night. And um, I don't know what happened. I guess he was arraigned on Tuesday. And I don't know what the outcome was. But Did he make it to the party? No. No. <laughs> and it was too bad because I had, um, I had eight cases of uh, Budweiser beer, like Bud Heavies, uh -huh. eight, like the bow tie ones, like these oh, bow yeah. tie cans that they sent out, like as a donation from last year's hog that has been sitting in my parents' basement for the year. <laughs> and I was I was gonna give them to Cosgrove as a uh, a present because he loves Bud Heavies. And um, 
I was like, well, I'm certainly not giving this kid beer, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and he didn't show up anyway, so it was mm-hmm. good, so ended up donating to, the, to somebody else, but. <laughs> um, so, um, when I heard about this story, all I thought as a lawyer is I would have loved to represent that lady. That's the easiest settlement you'll get. Yeah, well, let's Tr- not drive her. Yeah, don't, don't, let's not podcast that in case anyone gets any ideas. I mean, I don't yes, know how many yes, people are listening. We can take not, this offline. Uh-huh. <laughs> the lady's not going to think about suing them. <laughs> Liv, you would never get a case like that because you only get cases where you have to drive an hour and a half to Jefferson Parish. No, Jefferson Parish <laughs> is like. Uh, five minutes away. What? Where, where do you have to drive <laughs> it? Right now, Tangipahoa Parish. Tangipahoa Parish. Right. right. Every now, every day. About that. The other day, um, yesterday, uh, in the morning, you know, the boss comes over. The uh, on my phone, he buzzes me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, can you come down, please? I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, he show me something. I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to talk to Jacob about that. And he's like, I was like, we we took care of that. So he buzzes Jacob. He's like, "Can you come in?" Jacob's like, "All right." And he's like, "Well, why don't you? Why aren't you as chipper as him when you, when I ask him to come in?" I was like, "Because usually when you ask me to come in, it's going to be some bullshit, sophisticated, <laughs> stupid case." And I, <laughs> I was like, "That's why I'm miserable when I hear you say, come on in.'" You know. Is your um is your office set up like a like a factory like a law factory where your yeah. boss's office is up on the second floor overlooking the the warehouse floor? Is, I'm actually on the second floor and everybody else is downstairs. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you know, you know the steam's gone. You know it looks like a friggin' Rube Goldberg machine in there. <laughs> just churning out law, man. Just churning out law. Uh... But we, we probably should get back to the Holly Hog. Um, one thing I noticed is the Holly Hog, uh, the powers that be are under the impression that Floyd is Floyd Clarence and not Floyd Kamek. That's correct, yeah. Please tell me, is that inside joke or is that just an honest mistake? No, that's how we register him. And he's actually from... Um it's Floyd Clarence from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> but I thought it was Floyd. Cl- I thought it was Clarence. Oh, maybe it is. It's Clarence, right? Because what was Clarence it? Clarence was. You know what Clarence was? It was the. It was a. It the was a bird. flamingo, right, or something? Yeah, it was like a a flamingo or a crane or something. And I remember what I remember was I came into the house and like Floyd and Shaggy and all those guys had bought that somewhere, and they wrote. Uh, what they thought was Clarence in there, and I came in. And I was like, I was like, who's Clarence? And I remember Shaggy was like, sorry, said something to Floyd. He's like, I thought it was spelt with an E. <laughs> they did not spell Clarence. They spelt it Clarence. <laughs> it's my boy Clarence. I'm pretty sure Floyd did that on his own. Like we didn't have any, anything to do with that. What? Floyd, Floyd Clarence is his name? Yeah. You talking about the Hollyhog registration? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, is his middle name Clarence? It might be. Mm, we should know if anybody. No, we shouldn't. We should. should we stood at his wedding. She probably doesn't. 
<laughs> oh, you guys were <laughs> in his wedding? Oh, yeah. Liv and I stood at his wedding. Um, yes, and we're still not sure of his wife's name. Uh, no, I know. No, I got, it's Yvette. <laughs> it's Yvette. I it's Yvette. Claire. I know this. I got Clarence this year. <laughs> um, I know this because she's the only one who has reviewed Two Sorry Excuses uh, podcast on iTunes. Oh, oh nice. Boy. She gave us a five-star um, rating with a review of Eargasm. Which I thought wow. was I thought, I thought was pretty 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 stellar. She was like this this podcast is is as good as the poorhouse's food and service is awful. Hey 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 hey, that was just <laughs> once. <laughs> hey, speaking of of Vito Fuck Palumbo the second, she's been in after that and loved it. <laughs> I like that he's doing damage control in case they're listening. If you uh, if you want a glowing review of uh, of the poorhouse, its, its service and its and its staff go no further than Vito and Judy Palumbo. Okay, and just parents because um, after he came up to the to the Hollyhog and met all you guys and loved all you guys, he and um, Judy went to Boston for a little vacation, and I said, um, "Hey, stop into the poorhouse and." Um, and have a burger and a beer. You know, you'll have a good time. And just ask your waitress if Brian's around. Because um, if he is, he'll come out and he'll say hi. Um, and, you know, he'll he'll appreciate you stopping in. So um, he he comes back from his vacation. He's so proud. Like, I don't even think he turned the car off and he called me. And he is like, he is like a straight shooter, man. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get excited. He's just a man of few words. But he calls me up and he goes, Hey, I went to the poorhouse. And we asked the waitress, Is BP here? And he's excited because he knows everybody's nickname. It's taken my dad 21 years to get everybody straight. But Vito gets it down and he knows BP's at the poorhouse. And he said, So I, I call the waitress over. And I say, um, hey, is uh, BP here? And she says, yeah, yeah, he's over here. He, and she points in the direction, and he goes over. The waitress goes over, and she see, she starts to talk to BP. And I'm looking at him, and, and he's looking a little confused, and he starts to come over slowly. And BP, do you remember them coming in? Do you remember this conversation? I do. What would you say to him? Oh, no, I don't remember that much of it. He says, (laughs) BP comes over, and uh, they introduce themselves very quickly, and and BP picks up on it. And he goes, oh, thank God. I thought you were some of my mother's relatives that I didn't recognize, and she'd (laughs) kill me for not knowing who it was. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Of course. You know what I say to Vito, though? More. (laughs) What? He's awesome. Because you know how many people that... Over the course of time since I've left Boston, who I've run into, who are like, or or like, oh, I'm heading to Boston. I'm like, oh, stop into the poorhouse, ask for BP, tell him you know me. He'll probably buy you a beer. No one ever does. <laughs> no one ever does. Shame so, on them. Yeah. I'm glad to hear Vito did. You know. Yeah, I am. Um, again, I always send people in there, um, and I think actually a couple folks. Maybe last year, a year and a half ago, uh, came up. A bunch of folks that I worked with, a dude and his wife and a couple other uh, Boston 
chicks uh, stopped in. And again, same deal. Hospitality, yep. top notch. Food, top notch. Beer, good. Yep, I always tell them, go in there. I'm like, trust me. People don't. They're too cool for it, you know? Yeah. They all want to yeah. go to Cheers or some bullshit. Fuck Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, a regular, uh, sus- usual suspects um, were on the case, the Reardon brothers? Oh, yeah, the Reardon brothers are there. and um... Laughlin? Any Laughlin this year? No, no Laughlin, but Laughlin graciously uh, donated again. Like, uh, every year he donates, like, he- the top amount, like, the beverage cart slash clubhouse banner slash uh, hole. Yeah, he's a he's a huge uh, sponsor of the Hollyhog. I just sent him a shirt actually the other day in the mail as, well, as a thank you. Like L- yeah. Laughlin's good like that for a couple reasons. One, he runs a company, so he he controls that checkbook. Yep. So he Does can he own that company. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's the president. His dad is the is the founder, but um, his dad retired and he runs it and he kind of makes those shots, which are nice. Yeah. Um, he's a big golfer, so any chance he can get to to participate or or support some type of golf outing, he's in. And he is perpetually he he perpetually feels guilty about missing shit, so <laughs> he nice. will always try to connect in one way or another if given the opportunity. So. Uh, yeah, he's good like that. He's yeah, solid. he's been he's been a great, uh, generous sponsor for years, and he's made it to one so far. But that's it. You oh, know, I, I was at the one that he was at then, because I think I, I know he was there one year when I was there. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons Jay we. Bailey, he was at the last one I was at. Uh, Ooh, no, Jay I don't We're, think so. No, Jay Stocks. Two thousand eleven. Jay Stocks. Oh, Stocks. That's who that was. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah. That's too bad. It should have been Jay Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Bailey sightings are few and far between. So yeah, uh, if he would have um, been there, it would have been a miracle. I mean, we, two sorry excuses. Plans are becoming a benefactor to Hollyhog as soon as we as soon as we get those Amazon checks flowing in. Right. No, no, I, I expect that. And as soon as I log off tonight, I'm gonna want. Going. Get on twosideexcuses.com and buy a bunch of shit from Amazon through the link on there. Right? It doesn't even exactly. matter. It's no, whatever yeah, you would yeah. normally buy. That's the that's the yeah, beauty of you're it. You're gonna buy it anyway, you know? Like y'all well, use Amazon Prime. Y'all should just link through there to get Amazon Prime. Right. I mean, doesn't Carla have that? That's why she got that Roku or whatever, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, go to yeah, Two Side Excuses, click the banner and buy a Roku. Carla did. No, there's all sorts of stuff we're gonna buy, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get the down. I gotta get the numbers up for you guys and the downloads up. And... Yep, we appreciate it. Yeah, definitely get no the word issue. out. Spread the spread this word through Poorhouse. You know, apparently that might have more of an impact than the NBA. I would say <laughs> it's gonna have a hundred times the impact. Yeah, than, than the NBA. Can you um? What's today? Today is uh, is Thursday. Thursday we'll probably get this up sometime tomorrow. So maybe Sunday afternoon. Oh no! When are you off, bro? You're off Sundays, right? Uh, no, off uh, Monday. Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday. Okay, so Sunday afternoon during brunch. Why don't you just play this on a loop over yeah. the over the the PA system? 
people will appreciate when it gets to the part where we're shamelessly begging you to plug our show. <laughs> It'll be ironic. They'll be like, what's this going on? They're talking about putting this thing over the air. And they're talking about what we're hearing now. This is their plan. <laughs> Are these two idiots begging to be played over over a sound system at a bar? Nobody even knows who they are. <laughs> uh, I would love to do like, this. Hey, fuck that. Can you play the killers again, man? I want to hear some Franz Ferdinand or whatever. <laughs> I think if we could um if we could get like Adam's intro and then like a thirty second, you know, uh marketing piece from you guys and then and then Adam's exit, it'll be perfect. We'll throw that right up there. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'll get on that. Can I can I dub in my? We have a public service message. Like, don't don't <laughs> dine or ditch, or you'll get tackled on the street by BP. <laughs> oh, that was I like a big that. Problem at the poorhouse. There's always dining guys dining and ditching in that place. All those yep. college kids. That's a hard place to dine and dash. Well, I mean, it's just I don't think it's that hard. It used to happen all the time. It seemed like at least once every couple of weeks we were chasing someone down the street. And that was only doing the shifts I was working. <laughs> I guess if you get one of those seats by the door, but otherwise you got to run the gauntlet down the entire yeah. length of the bar. That's ballsy. Yeah, that's like a straight shoot, though, you know. You can make it. It's funny, that, it's funny that you mentioned that because several months ago, this, um, this girl, Autumn, um, she's a real firecracker. And... Uh, she had someone sitting in section one. That's the first section as you walk into the left. And they um, they dine and ditched. And they, they walked down Boylston. They took a right out of the Boylston. And, like, so towards, like, Mass Ave. And Autumn seriously ran down the street and tackled this nerd. And I'm not <laughs> okay, this, this girl, she's, like, she's a firecracker. She's, like, real feisty, but she's, like, a real skinny, like, you know, she's actually from California, but you would think she was from here. Like, she's got like a thicker accent than I do, and like she wears like Bruins clothes, and like she's just real fight, like cranks butts and loves shots of Jameson. And so she seriously ran down the street and tackled this fucking nerd. <laughs> and her other friend was like, "Oh my god!" You know, and they and she got the money, and she came back with nice. the money, and I was like, "Autumn." You can't do that. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like, the valiant effort for running down the Boylston, like, past Cactus Club and tackling this male and getting the money from him while the other friend, like, just looked in, in fear, you know? And thank you. But don't do that. It's not worth the <laughs> 16 bucks, like, the lawsuit, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy. She seriously ran down the street and tackled the dude. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I've never done it. Uh, Gosh. All those friggin' cheap college kids, man. Dining and dashing. Hey, wait. So I want to get back to the hog for a second. Because the penultimate penultimate activity of the hog is the the after party. Exactly. um, Exactly. But did the rain... Kind of put a damper on that. 
You know oh what? wait, no pun intended. That was a pun, right? Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. The rain put a damper on the yes. hog party. No, Tell no, us. no pun intended. You know what? It, just just a little bit. Maybe just you, a little are you bit. In the kitchen has this turned into cooking with BP? Uh, hold, yeah, well, I just went to get a beer. Stand up. Uh, all right. Why you could hear that? Yeah, I mean, it turned into the cooking with BP podcast. Hold on, I you hear, hear this? Chatter in the background a little bit. Did you hear this? Yep. What do you got there? Uh, Coors Light. That was me opening a beer. Yeah. Yep. Um. So. It was really, the rain was really pretty bad, and despite the rain, we had good numbers over at the, uh, at my parents' house. Like, we had, we have a bunch of tents and everything set up, so it wasn't too bad, and it seemed to, like, the timing of it went pretty good. Like, when it really started downpouring, we, we weren't, like, cooking and stuff, and, but it really didn't get us down. We had washer boards going under the tents, and and everything else and the beers under the tents and um my goal for that night and i want to tell you guys specifically about this was <laughs> was to stay up you know later than everybody else which is always <laughs> kind of an issue because drew is there and mike peters is there oh it's hard keeping up with drew man yeah, it's really hard. And so the, the the night before was, you know, Friday night is always kind of a, you know, you get, you have a, a little too many beers or whatever. And it's like, so I get to bed finally at a decent hour Friday. Because I got to be at the golf course, you know, at 6.30 in the morning. So it's, Jeez. it's rough. Friday night's kind of rough. So I, I finally took it easy this year. And I was all primed up. And ready to go. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the latest up on Saturday. That was my goal <laughs> for Saturday. Yeah. And I did it. I did it. I, although it was, it was like a four-way tie. You know, there was, by the time everyone dissipated, we were under the tent. And, uh, it was me and Drew. And um, there was two other people. I don't even know who. And, I think the last time I was there, I was up really late with drew and you finally just gotta tell him dude i gotta go to bed he will not yep. go to sleep <laughs> yep yep he'll keep telling his stories <laughs> exactly and, and the four of us or whoever it was who actually stayed up the latest uh, all went to bed at the same time yeah. you know uh, <laughs> but drew drew broke out the oh am i breaking up uh, no you get a little bit of an echo though yeah oh, there we go. sorry my cord must have been falling out Am I clear now? Yeah, you're clear. Okay. Yeah, Drew broke out the harmonica and played um, <laughs> Talking to the Trees. Drew Rockland Tour. <laughs> Talking to the Trees, which is an original, which is a Mike Drew original, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. That was beautiful. And we had a, a pretty decent sing-along going on and uh, with the iPod and stuff. And So it was a really great uh, late-night shenanigans going on with, with all Basically, all the Syracuse people. Yeah, well, we are the number one party school, so that makes sense that our middle-aged guys can still go to four in the morning. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then how was uh, Sunday morning, which is always a bittersweet affair? Exactly, yeah. Well, it was the weather was a little bit better, so there was some swimming going on and not a ton of it. Did Rick have a picture of blood he's gone? 
Oh yeah, we had the traditional bloodies going and some nice food. Well, and everyone just kind of chilling out. So that's the thing about the hog is that it obviously it's been going on for sixteen years. If this was the sixteenth annual, um, and it it takes place in Sandwich, Massachusetts, the hometown of of Brian and Mike Peters, and everybody congregates at Mr. and Mrs. Peters' house. Old so, Fort Road. Everybody falls asleep there. Everybody, you know, um, crashes. Everybody wakes up. And over the years, it's it's come to accommodate wives in certain instances, kids and whatnot. And the next morning is always dubbed the best part of the hog because there's, uh, there's you know, usually su- it's usually sunny. It's usually um, a good day to swim, hang out in the yard, kind of recuperate. But... It's definitely a good day to be chilling in the pool, yeah. It's a great day if you live an hour away from Cape Cod. It's the worst day of the year if you live six hours away from Cape Cod. <laughs> and usually usually my MO anywhere is well, Sunday is ruining my Monday. I can't help it. There's nothing I can do about it. I got to get on the road, and I got to get home. If I'm home before noon all the better because then I can take a nap and then get up and maybe salvage a little bit of, of the Sunday evening. But hog is even more. So I got to get out of town because otherwise you get sucked in to have some breakfast, have a bloody hop in the pool, which is awesome in and of itself. And those are things, you know what? In 20 years, as Mike Reardon will remind me, or as he was reminding me 15 years ago, in 15 years, you're going to regret that you didn't stay around. And and I probably haven't regretted that I haven't stayed around for a specific, you know, Sunday affair. But I get what he's saying. You know, you'll that memory will stick around a lot longer than the discomfort of, of a rough Monday or a rough Tuesday. But still. Um, Plus you get the traditional do- dose of reared guilt. <laughs> he loves giving people. <laughs> he loves yeah, imparting guilt on the people. <laughs> he's good at it. Uh, he's the best. Um, one thing we didn't cover, you know, you said it was raining and all the other games are gone. Well, was uh, was horseshoes gone? Was John Peters out there, you know, taking names, you know, and kicking ass? Zero. No games of horseshoes this year. Zero games. It was too wet. Uh, that's terrible. Yep. Uh, Sanders, you're aware of that, right? John oh, Peters of course. Is like king of horseshoes. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know, he sits there. Oh, how much do I need? And he calls it, and it's done. The game's over. Yeah. It sucks. Well, he's nuts. His it, there was a while there. Where he wasn't playing, and 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 I put air quotes around. He wasn't playing because it seemed like every year he had shoes in his hand. But he used to be a ringer. Oh, also no pun intended there. Yeah. Um, he he was like a competitive um, horseshoe horseshoe player. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Right. Well, I he, think he, it's a Peters thing. He became kind of like a little prima donna. You know the way all the Peters are. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a champion. He's a champion of some of some men's adult league, right? He's won a few championships in his day. Yeah, yeah. he's unbelievable. And, yeah, well, you know, one thing he's never been called is a prima donna. Yeah, right. 
that's maybe, the funniest thing, though. The idea of your dad as a prima donna. <laughs> may, maybe Mike Peters and definitely me, but John Peters, nope. <laughs> well, it all makes sense where you got it from. Not you know? a prima like, donna. You need, me, you need me on that pit more than I need you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> play when I care to play. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of uh, Mike Peters. I got multiple texts from from a bunch of people this weekend of a of a a small child's drawing, which must have been on the refrigerator, which must have been on Reg's refrigerator. I'm assuming because yeah. more than one person had sent it to me, and they were all at the hog. So awesome. they must have seen this picture, and we'll get it up on twosorryexcuses.com. But essentially, <laughs> it looks like. Um, Beaker from the uh, <laughs> from the Muppets. Yeah, um, had a child with a leprechaun. <laughs> but the leprechaun child is wearing a blue speedo, <laughs> and the drawing says, quite simply, "This is the Sandman." <laughs> 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 now I'm sure it's a Jake Peters original. It, it is. And Jake Peters and I are Jake Peters and I are buddies. Um, I've been up to visit him a couple times uh, on my first trip to Plymouth, Massachusetts, home of the Pilgrims uh, and the Peterses. Uh, he took me around in his wagon. I pulled him around the town, and he showed me all the highlights. Um, <laughs> and the next time I went up. Um, he and I played some pirate games because I stayed at the Peters, um, and you know we did a few puzzles and stuff. So we're absolutely buddies. So I I'm assuming that he he drew this in my honor because why else would he put a blue speedo on him? Right. That that I mean, okay, any little kid can 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 conceptualize a character called Sandman. That's not that. That's not that lofty of a of an aspiration but to put the blue speedo on him come on it's clearly me it it actually is it is you i take uh, pride in that he asked my brother if you were going to be at the hog and he said no and he got kind of bent out of shape a little bit about it and um mike was like well why don't you you know draw sanders (laughs) and (laughs) you know we could put him we could hang him up at the after party, you know, and so that's what that's what Jake did. Uh, I, I've never, I've never been prouder. Nice. This I've never is been the prouder. Sandman. It's kind of like these are the movies. <laughs> it's like this yeah. is the Sandman. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, Jake Peters might be getting a little more of me because um, I might be hitting the road in September. Oh yeah, maybe hitting a little road trip. Um, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Because I am, um, I am not. I'm not long for Asbury Park. I don't know if you've been following along the uh, the evolution or or de evolution of my home ownership BP on on various podcasts, but uh, I rented out a room in my house this summer yeah. to a chick. Try to kind of defray my costs and. Um, you know, get a little extra money in my bank. And it's worked out pretty good. Um, but it required me to move up to the attic. I'm living in the attic again, like I was at 11, at 1106. 
Um, nice. I've got all my possessions in a 300-square-foot area. Because uh, my plan was to rent out the room to a couple of her friends. Um, well, before you get excited, um, she's a girl who likes girls, so uh-huh. it would have been mm-hmm. a little less three's company than four's a crowd. But um, yeah. Damn it. It didn't quite work out, but I found somebody to rent my entire house for my mortgage price, which is incredible. Okay. So I'm taking them up on the offer. I'm going to try to kind of defer my costs and my Was expenses. It a um, no, it's str- it's a strange situation. I can't figure it out. It's a dude. I haven't heard this yet. It's a it's just materialized over the last week. Um, okay. And it's a dude who is divorced. He's from a real hoity-toity town, um, Rumson, which is the home of Bon Jovi. And I guess Rumson Fairhaven, man. Rumson Fairhaven, exactly. I knew some girl went to school there. Um, he got divorced, kind of lost all uh, his possessions, um, or lost his house, but kept all the possessions. He's got all his stuff in storage, and um, he's a fifty-something-year-old dude, maybe close to sixty, and he he needs a, a house big enough that he can live, but also have. Uh, to get his stuff out of storage. And this was, you know, it was, was perfect. We just kind of crossed paths and it just kind of materialized and I took an opportunity what and, and ran with it. What are you with all your stuff? Um, well, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I have about three weeks to figure it out, but I, I soon will. Um, but then this dude is, is going to sublet. He's got two other roommates. <laughs> He's some fifty-year-old dude, sixty-year-old dude with a couple of roommates. So, uh, and you're just gonna become traveling Uncle Matt, like on Fraggle Rock. I'm gonna put. Um, luckily, I don't. <laughs> I really don't have that much crap. Luckily, um, I'm gonna put a bunch of it in the basement, and it should basically all fit. Uh, I'm gonna put two thousand square feet of stuff into a four by ten closet. I don't know if that necessarily works, but I'll figure it out. Um, and then, um, so that's it. September first, I'm going to be I'm going to be looking for a place to live. Now I have another house. I have a condo, but um, Uncle Moneybags here. I got another house. <laughs> Listen, if I was Mister Moneybags, I wouldn't be renting out my house and going transient. Wait, you, you still have that condo that y'all were living in when I went there? Yeah, we rented out as a rental property. Oh, uh, okay. So right now it's it's occupied and it's going to be occupied. Um, but we also think we found another renter to to take that. Um, and so if we can do that, that makes a lot more sense because then then all the properties are covered, and you know then I can kind of figure out what to do. Take to the open road, just but you and your guitar, man. Just me and my guitar. I'm gonna catch up with Drew, and um, we're gonna we're gonna hit a New England college tour. Yeah, maybe we're gonna go s- around inspecting bridges and playing shows at night. It's a couple days stop in Dorchester, a couple days stop in in Plymouth. Um, maybe nice. gonna wake, make my way down to DC, stay with my sister, and then um, eventually the uh, the tour de force, um, Metairie Lane. Is that where Metairie you live? Road. Metairie Road in Metairie, the Swing, the Louisiana. Southern Swing, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that'll be it. We'll go up to uh, Chippewatchee Parish and uh, see if we can get a see if we can get a you know maybe a studio apartment or something. Live, yeah, bunk yeah. beds. Yeah, we'll uh, 
You know, we'll, we'll have bunk beds. We'll wear footy pajamas. You know, it'll be good. <laughs> you know, we'll, it'll be good for you, Sanders. We'll take our bath every night and eat our ice cream <laughs> while we're in the bathtub. You know, <laughs> since we're gonna get messy anyway, we might as well get when we're in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. Uh, good times that man. is good, good times. times that is good times we got anything else on this uh, um, on this Brian Peters Rich edition on the Holly Hog episode um, I mean we definitely have more things we can talk about with Brian with Brain B. Tevs but uh hey Brain <laughs> have you had the cheesecake <laughs> Pistol Pete Maravich brain. Even Pistol Pete Maravich had to had to sit out a year <laughs> with extra whipped cream. No your freshman. gratuity depends on it. They we never started of a Creedence dad is he's such a New Englander yet he's a hardcore NASCAR guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he at the hog? Oh yeah, he was there. He's a huge part of the hog. <laughs> <laughs> he was whole hog. There's oh, and then, and then I'd like to just give a little shout out to uh, Mike Peters and his. Um, you know, we have the after hog, like the board members, like dinner, which isn't really the board members' dinner. It, it sort of is, but Creed where do you hold the board members' dinner? Creedon and his wife rent a place for you know a few weeks and uh, okay and they have the last this is i don't know the third year i think they've done it and they have like the board member dinner so they have a you know a nice whatever it's kind of intimate this year was the smallest one it was only six of us where last year there was probably like 15 or, or, or something like yeah. that but um but anyway it's so it's not just board members but it's the board and then the wives and and whoever else is local who wants to attend and um and Mike Peters caters it and um unbelievable this kid like he is you know, I'm not just tooting his horn or or trying to like uh you know market his company which I don't even think has a website which I think might be a good idea. <laughs> A graphic designer whose company doesn't have a website. Yeah, I think so. I'm like, I don't think they do. But uh, he's really, really good. And uh, I know those nice... cohogs are damn good that he makes. Ah, oh, they're the best. His yeah. stuffed cohogs are the best. We didn't have those, but we had a, a bunch of other appetizers and then a, um, a sit-down meal and with wine and everything else. And it was just phenomenal once again. So Nina last... curates the wine? Well, she basically tells me what to get, you know. Yeah, because she's the summer yeah, right? Exactly, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so a couple years ago is when they started the, the catering gig, right? Yeah. Because I got a, um, as any any middle-aged professional can attest to, uh, LinkedIn is a valuable resource. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I get one day a request um to accept Michael Peters, the owner of the Tasty, right. as a LinkedIn friend, and I I see it, and I do what any other person who's uh, one of his closest best friends does to when he thinks he's opening up a business. I go, oh my god, 
Peters is going to finally open up that restaurant he's been talking about. So I Google it and I try to find it and I see this restaurant in um, in Cambridge called The Tasty. It's this famous like <laughs> college diner and I'm like I do the research and it's closed, but it's so famous and whatever and I I deduce that Peters has bought the, the rights to the name The Tasty <laughs> and he's going to open up a shop in um, in Plymouth. So I text BP and I go, hey, when is your brother opening his place? <laughs> and it took a day or two, but then BP writes back and it was something along the lines of he just gave me a date or he was just like, well, it's kind of open. And that was it. That didn't. I didn't ask for any clarification. BP didn't ask me what I was talking about. And so I went out and I did a full shopping trip of Asbury Park themed knickknacks and tchotchkes and <laughs> bought them and put them together and and was so proud and I bought something funny for the bathroom like you know it's it was like one of those signs welcome to our our ool you know you'll notice there's no p in it keep it that way like one of those right, kind of yeah, funny yeah. things you know um, so a bunch of that stuff real real kitschy kind of stuff that I knew that Peters would get a real kick out of and i saved it for him and i brought it to him and i'm like here you go man it's for your restaurant and he's like what what restaurant (laughs) and i'm like the tasty and he's like it's just a catering thing man (laughs) i was like i was like oh i got all excited i got a linkedin request from you he's like "Uh, i've been one of your best friends for 20 years and you think that if I was going to open a business and you had a question about it, you could call me up and say, hey, man, are you opening a business or something? <laughs> but no, it's much more prudent to take a LinkedIn request and go shopping for the knickknacks and tchotchkes that are necessary for the restrooms. Right. So, <laughs> so a little egg on my face there. Also yeah. a pun. That's well, a, if that's it ever a restaurant gets a bricks and mortar pun. establishment, they have that. That's true. Yeah. That's true, but uh, I'll, I will also attest to his culinary abilities. His crab cakes are also wonderful. <laughs> Mike Peters is a man of many talents. The great, the great Mike Peters. Is <laughs> yes, <laughs> his name was Mike Peters. I'm going to kind of get here. pissed. I'm kind of pissed at Floyd about that. Actually, uh, uh, Floyd about what? Oh. I thought you knew. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe he said something to Creed, and he said something like, um, "You know, thank you to whatever." He was like, "Just sending out a text or a Facebook or something," and he said uh, to the thank you to the Peters and uh, Brian Peters and to the great Mike Peters. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he did have that on Facebook. I was like, "Wait, what is? Why does he get the great title?" Like, which is weird because we all I should get was it. in love with you. Right. And I'm kind of pissed and jealous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Wait, now you're fighting over ownership of Floyd? Hey, 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 watch your language, Sanders. <laughs> it's uh, 23 nothing Redskins. Uh, anyway, Liv, you got anything else before I sign off here? Um, oh, you're gone off for good? Well, yeah, I got to cook and stuff. All right. Well, can we tell the one funny story about when the draft got put on at, at the poorhouse? Yeah, yeah. So so what, what was that? 
How long ago was that? That was like, was that 2002 or 2003? Uh, it was right around there, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's go 2003. Yeah, early 2003, I guess. Yep. You know, back in the day, I, I moved there in August 2002. I moved to Boston to move in with Brian Peters, and then I took a job working the door at the poorhouse. And they were, and poorhouse only served bottled beers. Which is very weird, right? Well, and booze. Well, yeah, but as far as your beer selection goes. But we're talking beer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Boylston Street was going through a transitionary period at that time, right? I believe. I mean, because right. I guess when Bobby and them moved in, which was what, in the 80s or something? That was a hell of a lot different neighborhood, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So... So it got to the point where like fuck it, we got to install draft right to keep up with uh, to keep up with the times, you know. Yep. So uh, you know, you asked me to come up with a little uh, a toast or whatever for that night, and then you're like, go down to the costume store and get an Uncle Sam costume. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to that costume store somewhere. I think it was near Chinatown. I went to the <laughs> costume store and got an Uncle Sam outfit. Like, don't worry, we'll just reimburse you. You know, I, I rented the Uncle Sam outfit, and I got there, and it was probably about two hours before the official unveiling of the draft beer, and I wrote my little toast, my poem, or whatever, and uh, and y'all started feeding me beers all by myself down in the basement. Yep. <laughs> so, so you're like, you gotta. So by the time I get up there, you gotta. I'm all fucked up, and y'all had to help me up onto the bar to stand up there and read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were afraid I was going to fall off. I remember y'all were helping me off afterwards. I got up there and read this great toast that I... that I. Um, do you have that? I think I gave it to you, because I think we... Because the original plan was that you were going to, like, frame it or something in there. Well, so I, I do... I, I have it on, like... Like this tiny little cassette, like that was. I, I must have been filming it on like a camcorder. Or something. No, but like, but the um, not that, but I remember the toast itself. You oh know, no, I, I don't have that. Out. I probably have it somewhere, but I thought I because you were like, oh, this is cool. We'll frame it or something, you know? Yeah, no, I would love yeah. to have that if it was in print. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'd have to go digging through all my shit, but I have it written down somewhere. Well, here's yeah, definitely what you're that talking up. about with the cassette. This is the funny thing. You were like, oh, this is great. I'm going to film this and we're going to yeah, yeah. a loop in here or whatever, you know, the TV system. <laughs> Everything gets played on a loop at the poorhouse. <laughs> <laughs> the poorhouse is one big loop. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Brian, uh, he's recording this and I'm up there all drunk reading my toast. And then, you know, he's. He's thinking the way it is with regular cameras. Like, oh, wow, I got to get a long view. So about <laughs> 10 seconds into it, he turns it to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and basically records the whole rest of the toast on a side angle, you know. So it's basically. So so that cassette's been sitting there for uh, 11 or 12 years now yep, doing yep. nothing because. Because if you watch it on TV, it's upside down or it's on the <laughs> <Right>. side. 
And I'm really urging him to go bring it to somebody to fix it because I know they can fix that. And I really want to see that toast. And yeah. we got to get that so we can put it up on twosorryexcuses.com. They can totally fix it. I can probably fix it. What's it on? Like a VHS cassette? It's on like digital it, tape, right? No, it's like this tiny little mini cassette. Yeah. Hmm. But but you could probably bring it to an AV place in I'm Boston. I'm sure I could. Yeah, I, I got to find it and just do it. Yeah. I'm sure you, you can. It just, with the technology out there today, I'm sure it's possible, you know? Yeah, no, we know it's possible. But we do need to find it. I need to find that damn toast, but that's probably in storage somewhere right now. That would be great to find. Was it handwritten? Your toast? It was handwritten, but I thought I typed it up. And I got to see if maybe I have it on a computer somewhere, you know? Well, it'd be better if it was handwritten than we, like, flattened it out and framed no, it. No, I did have it handwritten. I wrote it longhand, you know? Yes. <laughs> but but the thing is that... Longhand. Yeah, what are you, Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> Some are longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> I write in cursive, man. You know? A lot of people... That was one thing I noticed when I got to college. A lot of people up there didn't write in cursive. It kind of blew me away. Well, you know what blows me away? They're not even teaching that anymore. Yeah, that's really schools. How the fuck up is that? Kids don't know how to write in cursive. How do they sign their name is my question. I don't get it. I see people sign their name all the time, and it's like, I can read that perfectly. That's not a signature. You know? So, right. It's like like they sign their name the way, like, when you learn cursive, you know? Like, oh, got to hit the top line, the bottom line, the E's got to hit the middle line, you know? (laughs) Conformists. In in, in 20 years from now, when there's no cursive at all, they're just going to print their name, I guess? No, everybody's just going to give dick shots and... (laughs) Retinal scans. I guess we'll give boob or vagina shots. I don't know. That's what it's all going to be. That's going to be your signature is is your cock pick. Oh, here's my signature. It's a Snapchat of my dick. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> uh, you got anything else, man? No, I have nothing. Nothing. BP, thanks for coming, man. Hey, thanks for having me. This yeah, it was awesome. fun having you on, BP. What a good time. Thank you. Good time. Maybe we'll have to have you on another time once we get done with Dan Ordenstench's appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right. All right, man. On that note, with apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. (laughs) Good night, Fredo. (laughs) 